This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Becky Kuhn. Becky is the Chief Operating Officer at Banner Health. Banner Health is one of the great health systems in the United States. Becky's going to talk to us about advice on dealing with COVID-19 as we see second waves throughout the country. Becky, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yes. Good morning, everyone. I started my career as a critical care nurse some years back and have served in roles such as staff nurse, educator, staff development, um, and academic uh, education, also as a uh, clinical nurse specialist. But uh, then I moved uh, into management and uh, had my first hospital CEO position 25 years ago. I've been with Banner Health 18 years and have been in progressive positions starting as a CEO and now progressing three and a half years ago to Chief Operating Officer. Fantastic, and what a great career. And Becky, tell us, Banner has seen, you're, you're headquartered in the Arizona area, and you spread throughout the Southwest, great regional health system, one of the great ones in the United States. You've seen a lot of COVID-19. Talk to us about five to six pieces of advice that you give to health system leaders as they start to deal with a second wave of COVID-19. Excellent. Happy to. So well, it really will focus a lot on the whole notion of resilience. And starting with, um, I think it's important for our leaders and for our team members to really have a sense of purpose, a sense of mission, a sense of meaning around the work that we're doing. This is really hard work. It's very, very challenging. And, um, and, and that uh, we find is um, those of us in healthcare uh, really respond to that whole notion of, of why and what our, our mission and purpose is. We, we have continued, we started and have continued with a mantra of our goal is to save as many lives as possible by keeping our team members safe recognizing that without our, our team members to care for the patients we serve, we will not accomplish uh, what we need to. So that has been, again, our, our mantra from day one, save as many lives as possible by keeping our team members safe. That's resonated very well. We do remind ourselves that all pandemics do end. This will not go on forever. And so we we spend a lot of time talking about that because um, right now as we face the second wave, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel that. Um, and so we remind ourselves. And we also remind ourselves that we're in a much better position than we were uh, for the first wave. And uh, as I look back on it, uh, we were not only trying to fix an airplane while we were flying it, we were designing an airplane while we were trying to fly it. So today, We've already accomplished the development of clinical protocols. Uh, we dealt with all the issues around PPE, ventilators, drugs, uh, and we um, have experienced a kind of how, what it takes to um, create bed capacity and to staff bed capacity. So we've um, been learning uh, from our experience and developing improvements. One of the things that we did after the first surge was to um, do some work around what we called retro work, where we surveyed um, and um, did focus groups with a, a broad swath of the organization just to say, tell us what we did well, tell us what we need to do better. 
And so that work um, we, we continue to um, work on, um, celebrating the things that we did well and um, working to improve the thing, the op where the opportunities are. So I'll, I'll share with you along um, the course of this um, conversation um, some of the quotes that um, we heard from our team members through this focus work, and, uh, and which, which we labeled retro. The first is that COVID provided us an opportunity to focus on something noble. It reminded us why we are here. Another quote, safety of our team members was never in doubt. And third, we were unapologetic in the defense of our people. So that was very, has been very reinforcing. We remind ourselves of that as we kind of think about um, kind of how we face the next wave. A, a second major area um, beyond purpose and mission is around gratitude, inspiration, and pride. It, um, we, we coined a phrase, banner strong, and we um, shared um, through that, we share stories about um, what, what, how many lives have been saved, what um, amazing and um, outstanding um, activities and interventions our team members have done. So we use that phrase, um, banner strong, a lot. We have um, signage out in front of our facilities and at our employee entrances that say things like, um, healthcare heroes work here. We did a call out to social media for responses, for comments to share with our staff. We got thousands and they were so uplifting, just bringing tears to your eyes about people so very um, grateful for the work of the healthcare workers praying for healthcare workers, um, calling people out by name. It was um, an amazing, amazing thing and so powerful uh, to be able to share it um, with our staff. We've um, uh, started many meetings with expressions of gratitude, recognizing that when you feel down and feel like there's not a lot of hope, if you just stop and say, okay, what? What can we be grateful for today? It just changes the dynamics. It, um, it moves things uh, in a much different direction. So we've always started meetings with um, recognitions and celebrations, but now we've added um, uh, expressions of gratitude to that as well. So another quote from our retro work, um, organizational pride has never been higher. We are a voice in our communities and a source of scientific truth. So uh, very um, reinforcing uh, for everyone. Uh, and, and talk. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I've just got um, uh, several more areas that I can um, speak to. Um, the third is um, encouraging uh, empathize with people. So um, we've we we've had a, a system of um, sending out electronic thank yous and uh, what we call most valuable. Um, player kind of cards uh, electronically and um, so there's been that's been very active and we the senior leaders um, are provided a list weekly of the people to connect with so that's been um, very important um, we we've like everyone else has moved into a huge uh, remote remote workforce environment so that creates a lot of social isolation and 
Um, and so we, we do a lot of frequent check-ins and within that it's like how, not just let's get to the business, but how are you? How is your family? How are you guys coping with all of this? And, um, and also finding that um, with um, remote, uh, with electronic meetings, uh, teleconference kind of meetings, you can, sometimes it feels so impersonal that we intentionally start with a little bit of chit chat just to say, hey, you know, so, hey, what about the game on the weekend? And, and that sort of thing, just to um, uh, increase the amount of social um, decrease the amount of social isolation. Visibility of leadership has really been important. Um, we've done videos, town halls, um, lots of, of thank yous. And I think one of the most important thing that we have, um, have learned is it's really important for, for leaders to be vulnerable. To not um, say, oh, this is all great, I'm doing great, but to share, this has been hard. Um, um, if you're in a clinical setting, if you're wor working remotely, it's like really hard. And, uh, and to share that because if, uh, if people are feeling that and their leader says, oh, I'm doing just great, everything is great, it's, 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 there's a dissonance there. So we really encourage um, leaders to be vulnerable. And, um, and our, uh, one of our retro quotes was, the organization has never performed better. A hyper-focused goal really brought us together and brought out the best of everyone. Let me cover just a couple of other areas, and that is uh, coping skills. So we really encourage people to have a daily structure to get sleep, exercise, nutrition, to think positive, to express gratitude. Um, encourage safe connections with people. Take PTO. I mean, we're, we're going to, a whole lot of people are going to end the year without um, having used their um, um, granted time off. Um, but if our leaders aren't doing that and role modeling it for our people, it's um, it's a problem. From our COVID retro work, we learned we appreciate the balance between reality and emotions. We need to know you care, and we need to know the truth. We can take it. So those are some of the, the learnings that, that we've had along the way. And so when, when you talk about the issues such as we can't do anything right or well unless first and foremost we take care of our staff, how does that message get told? How does that get message get you know cascaded throughout the organization? So people know that that's how people really feel at Banner. It all starts with our staff. We take care of our staff, then we take care of our patients. How do you make sure that that message is heard loudly and constantly and fully? Yeah, that's a, um, a great a great point. And uh, it is sometimes difficult to get messages um, way down into the organization. Um, I would say we, we have, um, in addition to the kind of our, the, the, um, the tools that we use for communication, there, there are others as well. We, have, we send out um, three times a week um, uh, information messages that are intended for the leader to talk with, with their staff um, members. So, and, and in every single message, it, we repeat, repeat the same mantra. Um, we are, are here to keep our team members safe. That is the way we will save as many lives as possible. So we use that. We have um, bundles for leaders of information on a weekly basis. Here's key information to share with your staff. So um, on every meeting, every conversation, every um, um, 
way in which we um, push information down into the organization, that message is repeated. I think it's resonated um, because of the feedback that we do get. Um, that said, it is um, we, we never stop. We cannot stop. Um, the, our team members need to know that right now we're uh, spending a lot of time actually talking about um, what we expect of ourselves as we're out in the community because that's where a number of, um, of people um, get um, exposed to COVID. And so we really spend a lot of time talking about please mask, please social distance, wash your hands, don't, don't leave your home if you're not feeling well. We're preparing for the holidays. Um, please, um, you know, limit um, any gatherings less than 10. Stay with your, um, you know, your small circle of people that you've been kind of connecting with. Don't add in a whole lot of additional people that you don't um, um, know or don't know what their behavior is like. Limit your travel. You know, be really safe. Be really careful. So it's it's a repetitious. We give ideas about how to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving in new and different and creative ways. So um, that message just um, is uh, communicated in, in all sorts of different channels. And, 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 and Becky, you also mentioned the taking of PTO. How do you deal with this if staff doesn't take their PTO fully and you don't have to get into labor issues and so forth, but how do you encourage people to take it so you don't end up with people losing it or other kinds of issues. And I don't want to have any comments on whether they lose or don't lose it. I, I don't want this to become fodder for, for fights and issues. But how do you encourage people to take it? So it, it's really around planning. And so we, we knew a lull was coming. And so we really encourage people to use that time in the lull. We're now seeing the start of the second wave, but it's, you know, it's, it's not too late. We have opportunities right now for people to, to use their time off. If we plan well in advance and get notice about people's um, ability to um, you know, plan their, their time off, we can plan by um, planning for alternate staffing. And if we keep our team members healthy, then that um, we keep as many people um, in the workforce and then have a, a lot more flexibility in terms of, of um, encouraging and allowing people to take time off. And what do you see now as a couple of the biggest challenges. Are the biggest challenges getting people as they're exhausted from all this to keep on social distancing? Are the biggest challenges keeping staff resilient and upbeat and, and mission focused? What do you see as the two or three biggest challenges, you know, currently? Well, you've described those well. Um, it's really all about the people and the people um, within our, our um, uh, care sites and, and the people and our people out in, in the community. And so it is people are um, tired and they're, they're frustrated and, and the, the thought of, of you know, what, what's coming and potential shutdown that is, um, you know, just really challenging people and their resilience. One of the things that we talk about is um, what are the things that we can do that are, that are just not that hard? Um, and, and that is, you know, wearing a mask is not comfortable, it's not pleasant, but it's just not that hard. 
And, um, you know, social distancing, again, you know, it can be frustrating, but it's just not that hard. And washing your hands and staying home if you're ill. I mean, so focusing on the things that are maybe not um, our, our most favorite things to do, but they're just not that hard. So let's just keep doing it and setting an example for our community. So it's, it's all about the things that, um, you know, the resiliency, um, encouraging people, it's, this is not going to last forever. There will be a time limitation. Today, we just got um, some great word from Pfizer that the vaccine is, their vaccine is 90% effective. And probably next week at some point, they will be um, asking for an EUA. So um, there, there is some optimism on the horizon. You know, our goal is to keep uh, our team members safe and healthy. We're also bringing in um, a lot of external labor um, to help supplement and support our team members. Just a couple of um, just additional thoughts of things that we're encouraging is that we just encourage people to give each other grace. This is a really hard time, both in our workforce, in our work settings, and at home. And it's, it's just important to recognize that people are under a lot of pressure and sometimes don't always behave just as we would want them to or, um, um, or act out in some frustrating ways um, or, or don't just um, kind of align uh, with us in the way we, we would want. So we um, are recognizing that you know, with the remote work conditions for some of our workforce, that's hard to connect. It's hard to be your best. Um, wearing, wearing PPE, um, it's hard to connect to people. So we, we just know that grace is important and we always assume good intent. Um, we have to work harder to connect uh, with people and we just have to recognize the physical and emotional toll of our changed lives. And uh, I started this year with a personal goal of finding joy and meaning in life every day. And uh, while it's a little harder now, I, um, I still um, go back to that. Just find joy and meaning every day, um, somehow, some way in my life. And that's, for me, it's uplifting. So I encourage that of others as well. Well, Becky, we think that's magnificent um, advice and, and thoughts. I want to thank you for all your thoughts around COVID advice and what you're seeing. And, and they love this concept of really, it all has to start with staff first, because if you could take care of staff first and keep them resilient and keep them coming back, keep them okay, then you could actually do the hard work of taking care of patients. But without staff being taken care of, really problematic. So fantastic advice. And I thank you, Becky, for joining us. We thank you for what the Banner system is doing. Thank you very much. My pleasure.